0: Proverbs 31, uh, beginning in verse 10, hear the word of God. An excellent wife who can find, she is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and works with willing hand. She is like the ships of the serpent. She brings her food from afar. She rises while it's yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hand to the distaff and her hands hold the spindle. She delivers sashes to the merchants. Strength and dignity are her clothing. And she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom. And the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her, many women have done excellently. But you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful, and beauty is vain. Uh, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her works praise her in the gates. The grass withers, and the flower fades. Uh, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And we pray will be among us tonight. Just to get you in the mood a little bit. (laughs) Um, So, look at the biblical uh, picture of womanhood. Uh, The sexy woman. Where is the sexy woman? It's the question everyone's asking in some ways, guys. As you uh, walk around campus, as you sit down at your computer, watch TV, go to sleep at night, you're asking this question: Where is the sexy woman? Maybe, maybe you see her. Maybe you think you found her. Maybe you're looking. Ladies, this is the question that that you're asking. As you look in the mirror, is this me? As you walk around campus, is she more attractive than me? Is she more desirable than me? As you put up makeup in the morning or go to sleep at night, as you consider your future plans and your life goals, who is the sexy woman? Where is the sexy woman? Uh, It's not unlike the opening of this passage, uh, an excellent wife, who can find? Now, some would say... That the sexy woman is everywhere in our culture. The sexy woman is everywhere on this campus, uh, right? FSU started on a, started as a women's college. No surprise that then it grew into a party school. Not only a party school, a party school. FSU still lays claim to some of the finest women in the state of Florida. Uh, guys, for some of you, that's the reason that you came here. Admit that. Um, it, it may be one of the most valued, pervasive items in our culture. Or a sexy, the, the magazine ads. Billboards, commercials, models, actors, who gets what job, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, et cetera, on and on. The image of the hot body is everywhere. Some say the sexy woman's everywhere in our culture, but others would say not so much. Either maybe the sexy woman, it seems like she's nowhere in our culture. Long legs, boob shots, thin bodies, yes, but sexy, no. Where's the woman who isn't sleeping with lots of other men? giving out out sexual favors to her next love interest. Uh, Where's the woman who isn't tremendously insecure within her body and in who she is, who ends up covering her insecurities by revealing her body? Okay, nowhere, maybe it's too strong, but certainly difficult to find. Where's the woman who's sexy enough that has the inner confidence in who she is that values herself enough not to constantly need a physical affirmation from the next person or the next guy or the next person she's with? Where's the woman who's clothed, the way this passage says, in strength and dignity? Well, the passage asks the question, uh, who can find this excellent woman? It may not tell you where to find her, uh, but it does uh, describe her. Uh, what the sexy woman, what this excellent wife is like. Now, all right, before we jump all the way into this, I know that, that all of you have certain preconceived notions of both what you think a woman is supposed to be and also what you think the Bible says a woman is supposed to be. okay? Uh, and, and I just want to say that to kind of put down some of those notions and, and look at it uh, like some of you already think expect that you despise what the Bible will say. That it's misogynistic and uh, and oppressive. It's male dominated. It's been hurtful to society, and on and on and on. Right? Uh, others of you come at it at another angle. Maybe you see, maybe you think some of the same things, but you have, uh, but you see the idea of a wife or mother as as liberating and freeing this domestic uh, view of things. Listen, my, my guess is that this passage will not fit your preconceived notions of what the Bible actually says. Um, so. So if you're already against this, this old ancient text that's oppressing women, all right, put down your guns at least for a little bit. Uh, listen and hear what this says and say, okay, what, are, what do you think of this? Um, uh, if you're like, oh, yes, this is what I've been, all right, stop assuming that you agree uh, because Scripture challenges you. Uh, it maybe says more than you, than you think. Listen, this passage is written as heroic poetry in praise of a woman poetry that gets written or, or song or however but it is it is heroic poetry that the term excellent woman here uh the, the term excellent the, the uh, hebrew word behind it is usually reserved uh, for describing a war hero right not usually used of a woman. it's, it's for for a war hero. here's this uh, this heroine this woman this excellent uh, wife and it's praising her to, to put it another way uh, the bible is a big fan of women um Big fan of women here. Even the sexy woman. If you allow this passage to reshape your view of, of sexy, it's part of what it's doing. Where is a sexy woman? What do you find sexy, desirable, attractive, appealing? Um, ladies, uh, as we go through this passage, ask yourself: um, When do you think that, that you're sexy, or what do you, what type of woman do you want to be? What does it take to be found desirable? How do you look at that, uh, guys? Be asking the question: What kind of woman are you looking for? What type of woman do you show value to? Uh, give appreciation to? What do you find sexy, attractive, uh, appealing? Where is the sexy woman? Or as this passage says it: uh, Who can find uh, the excellent woman, the ideal? We're going to look at three different sides as we kind of go through uh, some different aspects in the passage. And the first is uh, vain beauty, right? You see it down in verse 30. Uh, charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. That's vain beauty or or empty uh, beauty. Which is saying there's a view of what's sexy in a woman that leads to nothing. Uh, because it's, it's, it's empty. And the passage is emphasizing this. Um, uh, it, uh, one of the commentators uh, puts it this way. If this makes sense to you. Uh, he describes this passage as a polemic of praise, uh, polemic against the praise of women in ancient Near Eastern culture, because that was preoccupied with physical charm from an erotic point of view. Did you Did you notice as we read through the passage? And it's describing the It's describing this excellent woman, uh, and it never mentions looks, never mentions her body, or how often she goes to the gym. Or what she eats. Or what diet uh, she, she tried that got her there. right? And so this was in a culture that, that praised women just for the external value. says so from an erotic point of view. And it doesn't mention that at all. It says there's something else uh, that is what is beautiful uh, about this excellent woman. Um, and that view of just the external, just the hot body is empty. It's vain. Or as pastors put it, charm is deceitful. Um, the hot girl is not necessarily the excellent, uh, praiseworthy one. Uh, this beauty can be, be deceitful, a uh, charming beauty that's a, that's a lie. Now, ladies, we, we've got to say, uh, some of you are immensely skilled in this area, right? You, you've got the charm. You, you know how to get a guy's attention. You know how to draw him in. You know how to have guys just eating out of your hand. You're, you're a charmer. You, you manipulate uh, with ease and naturally and... Others of you are like, I hate that girl because you wish that you had all those skills too, right? <laughs> um, guys, let's be honest. Um, we're we're suckers and we want to be charmed. Uh, we're we're happily uh, deceived with this, right? We want to be seduced by a woman and follow her wherever she wherever she calls. Um, Proverbs seven gives the the image of the seductress with her smooth words, and it describes the man then uh, hearing that and following her. And this is the phrase it uses. And the man follows her as an ox led to the slaughter. <laughs> not, not thinking where that's leading, just, just going along with it. But, but what does it offer, actually? Right, it's leading to slaughter. It's, it's deceitful. It's empty. And, guys, we still go, whatever, like, like, show a little more. Uh, be a little bit more suggestive. Do anything for us. Um. Listen. We need to rec- recognize that the that the hot body view of sexy is a lie. Uh, that it's an empty uh, lie. Right. First of all, the image is probably photoshopped uh, several times over, smoothed out, shrunken in, enlarged. All these different things. Right. Half of the half of the images that you see in magazines and all that's that's what they've been done. <clears throat> The pornographic uh, sex that, that you've watched has been acted out. If you saw the full picture, there's cameras all around and the director saying, do this and do that. Um, and here's how that's coming. It's, it's a lie. Um, uh, if you're going to be, I think sometimes, girls, you feel the, the view that if you're going to be uh, successful or impressive as a woman, you need to only eat these certain items. Or you need to continually find a new diet to go on, you know, every month or so and kind of get other people doing that. And that's what's going to lead you to being this impressive person. Uh, or to spend, you know, blank number of hours at the gym or working out. And and you've got to look good doing it, right? Yes, yeah, so everyone's impressed with you as you're, as you're putting all this on. Um, or, uh, or, or balance everything that you all your future successes of a uh, career, man, or family, and all these things, and it all hangs in the balance, and you never have any concerns uh, with it. Um, there's, there's a lie being told to you, being sold to you, uh, and scriptures encouraging you not to buy into it. It's deceitful, it leads uh, to emptiness. Um, the girl with a hot, thin, tight body, large breast, or whatever girl you imagine, uh, guys, is part of the lie that you buy into. She's not the best in bed, because that's the way that you, that you think of it. You think the best body uh, equals the best sex. Wrong. Not, not the way it works. Uh, right? The, the girl that focuses so much on her body and most likely then draws her confidence from it how is she going to feel then naked in the bed? She's more likely to be insecure in the bed, and then all the pressure is on for who she actually is or whether she's, she's valued enough. Uh, what you want is the girl whose confidence and security rest in who she is, not just in her body, uh, and who is comfortable loving and being loved because um, she's going to be a knockout in the bedroom. Uh, that's that, girls. This is who you want to be. There's better sex for you involved in this uh, too, right? You're not all uh, uh, worried about all these things. Um, are you following? Me here? Like, don't believe the lie of the hot body. I know y'all like you're listening to me and you like don't want to react to what I'm saying, Let someone else know <laughs> what your reaction is. <laughs> the lie doesn't deliver what it promises. Um, don't buy into it. It's, it's calling it out. Charm is deceitful. Beauty uh, is vain. There was a guy in Ruf when I was uh, uh, first coming in. Remember talking with him, and uh, his fiance was at a different school. And he uh, was—I was asking about her and how they met and some of these things. He's telling a story, and he said uh, um, he he told it this way. So when he first met her, they were on this uh, trip to some kind of conference. She was from another place, but they were just on this bus. First saw her, he thought she's very attractive, and said to himself, "I'm not interested in her." Huh? Uh, he, he told me, he so said, because in his experience, attractive girls, the more he got to know them, always became less and less attractive. Um, but, as it turned out, he had to interact with this girl on certain projects and things, and, and it was the opposite. Uh, the more he got to know her, the more attractive she became, as, she saw, as you saw who she, who she was. Um, girl, girls, this is who you want to be. You want to be more attractive as you're more known by someone. Uh, Guys, this is what you want to look for. Not the lie of vain beauty or charm uh, that's deceitful. You're looking for for true beauty. First, we talked about uh, vain beauty. Now, uh, true beauty is the second point. Uh, What is true beauty? Uh, what is the biblically uh, sexy woman like in terms of her character and her actions, right? Uh, Because, guys, this passage is telling you what to look for. It's trying to say, to you look for this type of person? Girls, this passage is a model for you uh, in many ways of who you're trying to be. Uh, By the way, let me say, uh, girls, this doesn't mean that you have to be married uh, any more than it means that guys should be looking for a married woman, Right? Um, whether whether you end up married or you don't, this is describing to you a character, a way of living of who this person uh, is. Um, and ultimately that character of true beauty that we'll see the passage describe it, it puts it this way uh, in verse 30, a woman who fears the Lord. Is that what you find beautiful? Is that what you're pursuing? Is that what you think you, you want to be? Uh, true beauty is a woman who fears uh, the Lord. Um, now, if you read through this, and maybe just in hearing it, uh, it feels kind of haphazardly organized, like what, what, saying one thing and then jumps right to something else. Um, this, is, this whole thing in the Hebrew is an acrostic a poem uh, where each line begins with a successive letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Right? All the way through. And it's, it's trying to make a point to you through doing that, that. that. Essentially, that she's got it all from A to Z. Right. And so it's just as these letters come, and something that's going to go along with it. It's each verse is describing to you a different aspect of her character, uh, highlighting who she is in this beauty. Right. She's got it all from A to Z. So, but I want to highlight at least a few things to kind of draw out some of the important descriptions of her. Um, so, so here's at least four things that we'll see from some of these passages. Uh, one, she's she's trustworthy. Um, right. Instead of being deceitful. Uh, she's trustworthy. Verse 11, the heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She's, she's reliable. Um, I can say from experience, this will mean I'm more to you than most any other quality. Um, someone who's, who's trustworthy. Uh, girls, that doesn't mean that makeup is bad. I'm not even necessarily condemning plastic surgery or whatever, but more importantly, it's hard to be open and honest about who you are. Um, hard to be open and honest with who you are in relationship with a guy. Are you trying to put on just the just the front uh, good good face or good image of yourself that you're projecting? Or are you willing to say this is who I am? Uh, are you real? Not trusting them, but also being trustworthy as you're real about who you are, then they can actually know you. It's not a lie that you're selling. You're speaking the truth, even when it's when it's hard. Uh, the sexy woman biblically is is trustworthy. Uh, another aspect that it draws out: uh, the, the sexy woman is a shrewd uh, businesswoman and a diligent worker. Uh, that doesn't mean, ladies, that y'all need to go like change your major to finance. <laughs> um, but this is the, this is the way uh, it's describing her, right? She she rises up while it's still dark, um, working at all these things. Her lamp doesn't go out at night. Um, and I want you to notice that it doesn't say uh, <laughs> biblically that a woman isn't supposed to work. Uh, any, any any woman who stays at home and doesn't go to work even knows that that's not true. Uh, there's plenty that that's being done. But, but biblically it's not the idea that a woman isn't supposed to work or this, there's not projects that she's she's engaged with. Even I want to say it's not just the man who's the breadwinner. Not when you look at proverbs 31, um, that, that's not a, that's not the biblical idea. There's tons of things that we associate with what it means to be a man or what it means to be a, a woman that we draw in from culture. And we've got to take all those things and check it against scripture and say, what is this? It's not just the man who's the breadwinner. it's not just the man uh, who's working. I'm not saying that a man doesn't have a responsibility to be uh, leading and providing right uh, But look at like this is verse 16. she considers a field, and buys it. Uh, and from the uh, fruit of her hand, she plants a vineyard. Uh, follow me here. Most work at that time is agricultural, agricultural work, agricultural societies, right? If you're, if you're buying a field, this is, this is an investment. And from this field is going to produce crops and fruits and, and from that other things, right? This, this is like she's engaged in corporate real estate, uh, this is like she's uh, she's buying a business and managing it for what all it's going to produce. Uh, she's a shrewd businesswoman, a diligent uh, worker. <laughs> um, ladies, you're in college for a reason. You're majoring in something for a reason. You're not just here right to get your MRS degree. Um, nor do we want to say that your career is all important. That that's what defines you. It's not just what defines uh, you. You're, uh, you're looking to develop your gifts to use them in God's kingdom. Providing for yourself, providing for family, uh, caring for others. Let's bring us to the next thing, verse 20. She's a servant to the poor. She's a servant uh, to the poor and the needy. She opens her hands to the poor and reaches out her hands uh, to the needy. Like how rarely does that enter into our perception of what's beautiful, um, of who we're trying to be, or guys, what we're what we're looking for? Um, I'm going to read you this passage from Isaiah three, uh, in a time when God's people were uh, were not following what He called them to be, and this is a passage where He calls them out on it. Um, verse 15 says, uh, of, of Isaiah 3, says, What do you mean by crushing my people, by grinding the face of the poor, declares the God of hosts. Right? They're not taking care of the poor or the needy in society. Uh, and then the Lord said, because the daughters of Zion are haughty, Walk with outstretched necks, glancing wantonly with their eyes, mincing along as they go, uh, tinkling their jewels, jewelry with their feet. The, therefore the Lord will strike with a scab the, the heads of the daughters of, J, of Zion, and the Lord will lay bare their secret parts. Listen, listen to the poeticness of, of this. Um, and that day the Lord will take away the finery of the anklets, the headbands, the crescents, the pendants, the bracelets, the scarves, the headdresses, the armlets, the sashes, the perfume boxes and the amulets, the signet rings, the nose rings, the festal robes, the mantles, the cloaks, the handbags, the mirrors, the linen garments, the turbans and the veils. They, they sound like they've got it pretty well, right? We'd we love have all this. Instead of perfume, there will be rottenness. Instead of a belt, a rope. Instead of well-set hair, baldness. Instead of a rich robe, a skirt of sackcloth. And branding instead of beauty. Because uh, they're going to be sent into slavery. Um, and what they're being condemned for in the, is that they haven't cared for the poor and the needy. They've spent a lot of time concerned with their external beauty and their things that they had. Um it's just the way we look at it. She's trustworthy. She's a shrewd businesswoman. She's a servant to the poor and the needy. Uh, here, just one more. She speaks with wisdom. Uh, and I know you can like insert the dumb blonde joke here. Um, uh, girls, sometimes you feel less sexy if you're if you're smart. Um, the sexy woman understands the world. She she speaks uh, with wisdom. Verse 26. She opens her mouth with wisdom. And the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. Um, she, she gets it. Um, but listen, ultimately this wisdom and all these characteristics are rooted in one thing. The fear of the Lord. All right? The fear of the Lord is part of the theme of Proverbs. The, beginning, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Um, and I know we get caught, kind of caught, of, does that mean we're just afraid of God? Or no, it's more this respect idea. But here's a few things of what it doesn't say. Uh, it doesn't say that it's a woman who fears what other people think of her. No, that's harsh. It's not a woman who fears what other people think of her. Uh, It's not the woman who fears what her man thinks of her, how he values her, what he says. It's not the woman who fears only what she thinks of herself. It's not the woman who fears losing her great looks. It's not the woman who fears never being married and wants a husband. Uh, The fear of the Lord means trusting Him. And following him more than anything else It's saying, okay, no, here's me and here, here's God above me. And God knows what's right. He knows what's best. He knows what's good um, and, and not me. And so I want to follow what he says. I want to submit to him, come under his I'll rule the, and listen to the things he says. That's why reading scripture matters or, or church or prayer. Not that then you're doing the right things, but because we're placing ourselves under God to be following him, submitting to him, fearing him. Uh, and so living according to God's desire more than anyone else's. Uh, that, it, that what matters to him is what matters to us. Uh, loving God. A loving neighbor uh, as ourself. Uh, you see her giving of herself, serving others, uh, humility and strength. The fear of the Lord is this picture of beauty. Um, but, all right, but the fear of the Lord, this theme through Proverbs, uh, is best seen uh, in the cross of Christ. Anytime you come to this understanding of what's the fear of the Lord, uh, bring it to the center of where this is shown. This is the beginning of wisdom is found uh, in the cross of Christ. Because it's there we see both sides of this fear thing. It's there that we see what our sins deserve. As Christ is being condemned uh, on the cross. As the sky goes dark, uh, as He cries out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Uh, as he is punished and rejected by God, that's why we're afraid. Because that's what we deserve. And that's not what we want to experience. And there's a fear aside to that. It's not just that fear that's going to lead us uh, to the Lord. That would lead us scared and running. But it's there in the cross of Christ where we see how He loved us. Uh, Because there it's God's own Son. It's Jesus Himself on the tree as our representative. Uh, that he's being condemned so that we can have life. It's our sins being placed upon him that he's rejected so that he can reconcile us to to God, reconcile us to a father who loves us. This is why we're compelled uh, to follow, not out of of afraidness, but out of respect. Uh, for a God that would, that would love so much as to come down and send his own son himself uh, condemned on the cross to death. God, God dying, Jesus and his humanity dying for us to have life. Oh, that's how we want to be loved. That's something that we admire, someone who would do that and willing to do that for us. And says only to us from that, I come freely to me. I acknowledge that you can't do it, that I have done it for you, and come to me and I will provide all for you. That's where we see the fear of the Lord is in the cross. Uh, It's the woman who fears the Lord um, has that beauty. The sexy woman rests her confidence and her actions uh, in Jesus, what He's done for her and in following uh, Him. And she's the most attractive thing on the earth. She's the uh, sexiest. She's the best in and out of the bedroom. She's the one most valued, blessed, and praised. She's the woman for us to honor. There is true beauty. But this true beauty is a rare uh, beauty. Right? An excellent wife who can find. There's the third point. From vain beauty to true beauty uh, and and lastly uh, rare beauty. She's far more valuable than jewels and riches because she's even more rare. She's one in a million. She's the ideal. Right? How does her husband praise her? Many women have done excellently, but you surpassed them all. She's the ideal. Um, last week when we looked at manhood, we said that there is no perfect man. to say similar things uh, here. Guys, it's, it's, not, it's not the right woman who's going to make your life satisfying. Uh, who's going to make your life uh, perfect or everything to go well? She can't give you the confidence uh, that you that you want or the love that only only God can provide. Only Jesus I can give. Uh, the girls, uh, the the woman who fears the Lord doesn't think that she's perfect. Doesn't try to get other people to think that she's perfect or that she, she see that she really is closer to this passage than everyone else around her. Uh, right? That's not the woman who who fears the Lord. She thinks that God's perfect. And that God has done enough for us. And so she wants to constantly turn away uh, from many of her desires to be following the Lord. And openness about that. Part of why she's trustworthy. Part of what she's diligent about. Um,
1: Why is she so rare?
0: Why is this woman so hard to find? Uh, Ladies, ask a question. is, is Is it partially because this is so rarely what you strive for? Is this what you strive for? Um... Give up the empty lives of charm and beauty. Um, I know how much of your time or your heart is spent worrying about it, even if you don't want to. Um, It's a destructive, empty uh, lie. It doesn't last. It doesn't work. It won't get you the love or the honor that you want. Uh, Spend less time in the mirror and more time in the Word. Uh, Less time trying to get a guy and more time serving the needy. Uh, this is the woman that you want to be. Uh, she's the one who's praised and honored right sung about in this poetry. Uh, and this is the woman that only God can make you into uh, through the Spirit of Christ. But is this even the woman that you want to be? Is this the woman that you're pursuing uh, to be? Guys, uh, is this rare? Because it's so rare that this is the woman you're looking for. And the ladies want to be looked for, and they're trying to figure out what it is you're, you're looking for. Um, you know, sometimes I think, guys, uh, you think, hey, if the hot girl turns out to be a godly woman, great, right? Uh, or sometimes even there you're like, oh, but what's that going to mean for how a relationship works out? <clears throat> <clears throat> Who are you looking for? Listen, you, you don't find her on the Internet porn site. Sexy woman's not there. Don't go looking for her there. Um, You don't find her by noticing what she's wearing and gawking. You don't find her if you never get to know girls for who they are and respect them and care about them, uh, befriend them. Uh, But guys, the woman this passage is describing, this is the woman that you want. Um, This is the woman who would be a constant benefit to you every day. This is the woman who will love you, uh, help you, satisfy you. But do you want this woman? Uh, Are you looking to find her? An excellent wife, who can find? Where is a sexy woman? As you hear this, please don't then go, okay, so this is all up to me. I've got to get this right, uh, change this. Ladies, I'm gonna. Uh, this is what you're going to pursue and try to become. Guys, this is what you're going to uh, look for. Don't just think now it's all up to you. It's the fear of the Lord. Uh, is trusting uh, in the Lord, trusting in the Lord Jesus. Here's what Ephesians says about Him. The Lord Jesus who loved His bride, who loved His bride, the church, and gave Himself up for her. How is it that this, this, this beauty comes about? He loved his brother, the church, gave himself for her so that he might present her to himself in splendor. Beautiful. So that he might present her uh, to himself as the excellent uh, woman without spot or wrinkle, Ephesians says, or any such thing so that, that she might be holy and without blemish. This is the work of Jesus uh, in his people. Uh, In his bride, the church, who we are as we trust in him. This is the community of what we're about. And we depend on Jesus for it. We trust in him. We rest in him. We follow his uh, call to us. Because he is making uh, his people into this rare and perfect uh, beauty. An excellent woman uh, who can find. She is far more precious than jewels.